All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One. And tonight I have another very special guest, uh, my friend and former uh, classmate. Do we call him classmate? Is that is that right? I don't, anyway. uh, Former Cougar, Mr. Joe White. So Joe, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your family and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, I've watched, I think I've watched all, all but one of your uh, shows so far, so I've been very impressed by who you've had on, so I'm not sure if I can live up to those folks, but uh, my introduction is, my name is Joe, and I have a wonderful wife, Erin, and three kids, Evan, Jared, and Kendall, and I live in Gahanna, and I went to school with Aaron, and uh, I'm a couple years older than him, so I have a couple questions I'll ask him a little bit, a little bit later. Because um, I because I graduated well before you, so I want to find out some things before I graduated. So. I've never been more That's scared on any of our podcasts. <laughs> never yeah. never been more scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Joe and I were actually texting earlier today, and he mentioned questioning me, and I said that's not how this works, and he said unscripted. So uh, there you go. <laughs> so before we get into anything mm-hmm. else, I got to get this out there. I've told you privately. I'm going to tell the whole world. Um, because I think it'll it'll be relevant maybe a little bit later, but um, one of the things that uh, I will never forget is that um, you know from the time that I don't know a few years ago when when Austin my son started to you know uh, grow in his baseball career, you started to send me messages asking for his schedule, and um, in a minute people will probably if they don't already know your story. Uh, in a minute, that'll mean a whole lot more um, because it meant the world to me that, um, you know, you, <laughs> of all the people in the world, uh, to ask about my son's schedule and his, how he was doing and always check in on him, um, man, that meant the absolute world to me and I'll never forget it and I've never forgotten it. And uh, it says a lot about who you are and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. So um, with that, um, oh, the other thing I need to tell you, um, Aaron Reynolds was upset because he said he's your point guard, and 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 I'm I'm bringing you on. <laughs> I said, hey, you know. <laughs> so only I've Joe not seen Aaron for a long time. Yeah, well, he he wasn't real happy because yeah. he said, man, I'm his point guard. So uh, and he he said you yeah. saved him in a lot of fights. <laughs> you, Rick, you and Rick got him out of a lot of scrapes. Uh, yeah, right. Sports, so <laughs> so, so anyway, that's right. true. <laughs> Moving on, uh, let's talk about um, you know, and I know you you are so humble, and I know you don't want to talk about this, but uh, I think I I wanted people to hear. Can you just tell us, and you have two other kids, and I know you're just as proud of them, and I'm sure we can talk about them as well, but can you just tell us a little bit about Evan's journey? Um, because I actually, I don't know if it's an urban legend, so I need to find that out, because I have I might be not be telling his story right from high school, but can you just tell us about Evan, his his uh, his journey to, if for those that don't know, well, I'll let you tell. You brag on your son. He's not my son. He's yours. You, you can brag on him. <laughs> Go ahead, because I'm, I'm not sure what you're going to say there. I'm not sure. How, well, how far back do you want me to go? Well, so uh, for those that don't know, uh, Joe, if you want, yeah, I mean, we can go that far back. But no, Joe's <laughs> son is, uh, is the current starting first baseman for the Seattle Mariners and uh, played at Kentucky, and you can take it from there. But um, he is probably one of the top prospects in the major leagues right now. Um, and uh, he's got a lot of people in Ohio cheering for him. He's, he's almost an adopted son for a lot of us because we're just excited to see him do well and that's because how much we like you as well so I'll let you take it over from there tell us a little bit about Evan's journey and uh, we'll go from there 
Okay, I will try my best. Um, starting off, I guess I kind of just want to go back a little bit when he was younger, and he has had so much, so many people that have helped him along the way, and have been great coaches, great parents, great, great just great people around him to help him out. And if he needed somebody to to, to drive him somewhere, or to stay at a hotel, or you know it. You know how it is with, with your son playing baseball. It's like you, you can't just do it on your own or with you and your wife. Or, you know, it's, it takes a lot of people and a lot of people bent over backwards to help him out. To, you know, and, and honestly, when we first started out, all I wanted him to do was to love the game of baseball, be a good teammate, you know, and, and enjoy the game and be able to teach his kids the game. That's all kind of, you know, that's where it starts. You don't really think when your kid's eight or nine years old, oh, he's going to be a professional. I'm sure a lot of parents, maybe, maybe they do. You'd be surprised. But we never thought that. It's like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, we just want him to be a, a good kid, a good ball player, and have, have fun and, and, and love the game. Because my family's a big baseball family, and that's kind of what we did a lot when we were younger. I, I know a lot more about baseball than I did basketball. Um, so he just, he he's one of those kids that I never had to, and I didn't want to be a parent that said, you know what, we're going to go hit, we're going to go hit, we're going to go field, whatever. I, you know, he basically would say, Dad, can we go, can we go do some extra fielding? Can we go do extra hitting? He always, he, I mean, that was his, that's by far his passion. And uh, he always loved it. So, you know, little league, travel ball, um, I guess it started to get a little serious, you know, middle, middle school baseball, it starts to get a little serious, uh, not, um, middle school travel ball yeah. starts, you kind of, kind of at that point know, okay, you know, he's pretty serious about it. He wants to maybe play at the next level. So you kind of start thinking about it at that point. Um, and then we were very fortunate. We never, I never wanted to, I, I saw too many kids at a young age get burned out on baseball any sport, you know, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. So I wanted him to be able to play multiple sports and just still enjoy the game and not go crazy. You know, a lot of kids, I think, play 70, 80 games in the summer and they get sick of it by when they're 14 or 15. They've had enough of it. Yeah. And um, we were fortunate. We found we found the Gehanna teams. We found travel teams that the parents wanted to win. They wanted to get better, but they didn't. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't number one. It wasn't the main thing. They wanted to have fun and, and get better at it. But it wasn't, you know, we didn't. they didn't care if they won 50 ball games or not. So... We were very fortunate with that. Um, I guess I'll skip ahead. You know, high school baseball, Gehanna, great program, great, great friends, great time. Um, and I, the funny thing is, from a recruiting standpoint, it had changed so much. When, when you and I were in high school, the, the recruiting stuff has changed, and it starts so much early. You know, when I was in school, basically it didn't start until you were maybe a, maybe a junior at the earliest. Yeah. Usually it was your senior year before, you know, much, much of that went on. And I know you got recruited a lot, so I know you. I know you know what I'm talking about. The demand basketball, for champions is really hot in the '80s. Um, a lot, a lot. That's of- one of my. That's one of my questions. <laughs> Back to Evan. <laughs> um, so he actually, <laughs> he actually um, verbal to Kent State at a pretty young age. I think he was a sophomore. Or so, um, so we love Kent State. We love the coach. And fortunately, I guess in the big picture, it worked out well. He, he left to go to Georgia. And if I'm going into too much detail, Aaron, just oh. let me know. But No, this is exactly um, what I was, was curious about. Okay, good. Um, he, uh, We were at a regional tournament game and his. And we found out the Kent State coach was leaving for Georgia. And I, I didn't want to tell Evan about it until after the game. And fortunately, somehow he found out about it, but didn't really. Didn't really he, he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. It didn't really bother him. Uh, I think he knew shortly after. He's like, well, you know, and, and recruiting-wise, you probably shouldn't go to school because of a coach, but people do. And he, yeah. he definitely loved their coach and stuff. Um, but when he found that out, he kind of opened it back up. And from our standpoint, it was kind of a huge concern because he had a decent scholarship. It was in Ohio. Money. We didn't have a lot of money. So it was like, this, this is a really good situation. 
and kind of nervous after you open it back up because you're thinking, you know, you just never know with your son or, or daughter. Um, is anybody going to be interested? Is he going to have another opportunity? Um, fortunately, within probably six or seven days, he had a, you know, quite a few schools that were interested in him. And um, I, I didn't want to be the parent to, to squash his dream, but I'm also kind of one of those fathers that is realistic. <laughs> and he was, you know, he was getting interest from bigger schools. And, you know, from my mind, I'm thinking, well, that's great. But you hear a lot of these kids go to these big schools and end up not playing and coming home. So it's kind of like, I, you know, I know a lot about baseball. I shouldn't say it like that. I know a decent amount about baseball, but there's a lot of good ball players out there. You don't want to say, you know, I'm going to go to the SEC. Yeah and go there and sit and and there's nothing wrong with that but it's a lot of money it's out of state um and is it worth doing but that i we had a conversation one night and i had about 20 questions for him he was in i think he was in louisville in the tournament and he just you know he he got an offer from kentucky and he wanted to do it that night i said well let's we had about three or four visits planned in the midwest and i was like well let's let's at least go to these schools and you know show them that respect and everything but he had and that was his dream school and you know, be like, be like you getting offered to North Carolina. It's like, you know, how do you, you know, how do you turn that down? Right. But from a, from a, you know, be, trying to be the father that you know, tries to teach my son, you know, the right things and everything. Yeah. I had a bunch of questions for him, thinking, well, probably not the right thing to do. And he had great answers for every single question. I got done with the conversation. I was like, you know, I don't want to squelch his dream because you know, I, I feel like maybe I did that some myself. You know, when I was growing up. I didn't want to do that to him. And I thought, you know what? He, he's got a great answer. He's got a good head on his shoulders. And, you know, I, I, he had, it was perfect for him. So he went to Kentucky, as you mentioned. Yep. Um, and absolutely, you know, they had a, a, a kid from Columbus that went there that, from Dublin that graduated or left uh, being drafted the year before. And they had a first baseman that was a Golden Spikes winner before Evan left. Um, but the year before Evan got there. And, you know, going into going to Kentucky you're thinking well he may not see the see the field his freshman year and they actually had a, uh, their backup first baseman uh, was, was coming back so I thought well he might get in you know once in a while but he had a great fall and he was they they named him the starter pretty quickly and uh, just had a great situation in Kentucky it worked out well and had you know met a lot of great people um I'm, I'm tired of talking, Aaron. I'm not sure where, what. Uh, go ahead and ask me another question. No, I've talked this much in years, so. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Honestly, it's uh, it, it cleans it up for me because now I've told a lot of lies um, in my <laughs> in my history because I was okay. I was told that he was um, that Kentucky came to Gahanna to recruit or to to watch a game, and I don't remember where I heard this, um, but. They came to Gahanna to watch a game, and and not Evan. But by the end of the game, they said, "Who's the kid playing first base?" And next thing you know, he was a Kentucky. So that clears that up for me. That was, I, I will stop telling that erroneous story. <laughs> well, I honestly, I don't, I've never heard that. Uh, it, it may, may be true. My, my understanding is that they, uh, when it opened up, uh, their, their hitting coach actually came to a game that was down in Louisville, I think, and saw him bat once. And he, I don't, I think Evan even got out, but it's like he saw, he liked what he saw. Yep. And I don't, you know, to me, that's, that's amazing about the recruiters for those teams. It's like they see something in them and they liked what they saw and it worked out. We were so fortunate. I mean, going to Kentucky like that and being able to play right away and the progression he made from year one to year three was just amazing. Cause he was, you know, he's probably like 180, 180 when he went to college, ended up being about 205 when he got done. And he just, um, they, they treated him very well. He, he did a great job. And the amazing thing about, He's a good ball player, obviously, 
But the thing that always amazed me about him was his, was his, his head on his shoulders because honestly, he did that for me, maybe his mother. I'm not even sure where it comes from because he's always acted like about three or four years older than what he is. Yeah. A lot, lot more, you know, I had, you know, I probably had a bad temper. He was a lot more calmer, um, but he just, he always, it's like he, he loved, he loved the game. He had a passion for it and he just, he was going to work as hard as he could. That's what, I mean, that's what's amazing about him is he, he doesn't see the negative about stuff too much. He just, he, he works and works and just does, does anything he can and then realizes, you know what, if I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. So it's kind of, kind of and worded. That's going to be a question for you and that you, you kind of answered it was, and anybody that doesn't know Evan, uh, and I've had the, I've, I've met him a handful of times. Uh, I got to meet him, see him again a couple times over uh, during quarantine when we opened back up and a lot of the major minor league guys were coming in and staying sharp when they didn't even know where they were going to go. I, I got to see him a few times there and uh, you were you were nice enough to bring him to my office the one time and, and we just sat and talked and I was blown away by this kid and, and you know you we could probably have a whole conversation of whether or not people have a reason to be arrogant but um, th this kid has has just done so well and he is on the list of hottest prospects he's a rookie he's coming up to he signed a you know a nice contract I mean he's got every reason to and believe me I you know we, we see our share of, of guys that you're just like uh you know and and Evan's not that kid he is so you said it he's got a great head on his shoulders he's always respectful kind just you wouldn't know. You would have no idea that this that, that he's got the future ahead of him and, and has all the success he's already had. You would never know it ever. And I'm I and I'm not just saying that for a podcast. I man, I, I you can ask my son, my family. I tell him all the time. This he is special, and and there and I mean that off outside the white lines. He's really really. A, a, you guys did an amazing job, and he got that from somebody. Um, you know, he wasn't just born, and maybe he was born with some of that, but. That's that's taught, and so and I give you guys credit again for for everything you did grazing him because he is he's special. Well, you I married very well, so <laughs> you know we we have wonderful wives that that, that did most of the good stuff. Right, right. <laughs> we gave him some bad stuff along the way, but they did the good stuff. So, well, I always say he, 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 it's funny because go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I said nine night. I um, it is funny because. Of, of the time that goes to my wife um you know that i she gets the credit um you know i <laughs> no doubt I, I know for sure where where my kids got any anything that was uh was was good yeah he, he, he was fortunate because i think with travel ball and high school ball and college ball he was never like come out with these lists and different things and he was never the top guy or the top three or four guys and I, I don't think I tried to like hide that stuff from him or not you know it wasn't a big deal to him it wasn't a big deal to me yeah. but it was like he was never the guy the guy and that worked that honestly that worked out great because he you know it made him I think work a little harder and I, I don't think he ever had he, even we, we tried it I mean to me it's not an issue you treat everybody the same with you know respect and you you try to treat people the way you want to be treated and stuff like that so and, but you do see a lot of ball players that just think they are they're amazing because they're a good baseball player and that's just that's a gift that god gave us like it's not that doesn't make you special i mean i mean i mean it makes you a special baseball player maybe but it doesn't make you a special person so yeah. but he i mean even though you try to teach that stuff it's, it's hard to do sometimes but he's i mean i'm honestly i'm much more proud of the, the person he is than the player he is so because yep. he it's 
he's a very nice person, which being my son surprises me a little bit. <laughs> I, I have a hard time uh, agreeing with that one because um, uh, that's that's not true at all. And, and so now let me go back and visit what I said at the beginning for those that may have just been tuning in, you know. <laughs> um, imagine we just talked about having a son like that and asking somebody else about theirs uh, is what you lead with. And sending messages asking about his high school schedule and things like that um that so again meant the world to me still means the world to me that you would uh you know and care about how my kids were doing in, in their athletics when you again much like evan you had every reason to be like man my kid's going d1 you know <laughs> he's going to be in the majors in no time signed a contract whatever you've never ever ever treated me that way or treated i'm sure anyone else uh so that's a credit to you I don't consider that being special. I just think that's just kind of the way it's supposed to be, the way it should be. So, yeah. Well, that makes but, you unique, Joe. I mean, what's yes, it's not, it's not as common as it should be. No, you're right. It makes you very unique in the, the days that we live in. Um, I can tell you that for sure. So, uh, so the urban legend, we've, we've cleared that out. Um, tell me about your other. Well, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't okay. know if it's true or not. I've never, I, I don't think it's true, but it could be. I, don't know. <laughs> I know well, you're not lying. That's on really purpose. cool. I know that, Mark. It sounds really, really it, it cool. It is amazing. It is a good yeah, story. Yeah, you know, it's a really cool story. But no, he doesn't need that. He doesn't need an urban legend or any kind of other story to uh, just turn on a Mariners game. If you like the West Coast, then uh, just watch him play. Watch how he interacts with his teammates. You know, watch. Just watch. Keep your eyes on, on Evan, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. No doubt. So, Can I ask uh, my first question? <laughs> All right, your turn. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard you, you know, I've heard all your, your uh, podcasts so far, and I, I've not heard you mention your uh, college nickname yet. I don't think anybody's mentioned your college nickname <laughs> that everybody knew you by. Did you, did you, did you lose that right after college or is it something that, because um, I, I almost want, I want to call you that right now, but I don't know if ahead. anybody knows that nickname or if that's a secret or. No, you can. Because uh, I don't think I even knew your name in college. <laughs> well, so, so true story. by your nickname. Uh, true story. I um, I actually, I think it was my senior year, ran for um, student council. No, it was my junior year going into my senior year. So I ran for student council vice president or something. I can't remember. And um, the, the ballots came out. It was probably like the election coming up in November because there was some kind of controversy and I don't remember what it was, but I, I didn't win. And I was like, well, whatever. I mean, it was almost a joke. It was almost a bet. Somebody's like, you know, you won't do this. And I'm like, all right, I'll run for it. So the next time we did it, I said, hey, do me a favor and put my nickname on the ballot. And then so they re-voted and, and I ended up winning. But it was because nobody knew who I was. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I always run in, whenever I run into people from, from the NAS or if I'm back, you know, seeing Austin or something like that. Yeah, I still hear the name. But no, I, I don't. It doesn't play as well in the corporate world. Um, so no, I don't use yeah. my nickname too often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So was that is that did that clear that one? That's clear. Okay. All right. All right. My turn. I never. Um, I never had a. I never had a cool nickname. So okay. Yeah. All right. No, you. Uh, yeah. And and uh, all right. Rick Burke. Price is right. I, I assume you were on that trip, right? I, I was not. Um, that was the year before I got there. I actually went to Rio Grand for a year. Okay. And uh, I was not there. So I've, I've seen the video. He's told me the story. 
he had cool hair back then. He had the mullet going and everything. But uh, <laughs> didn't we all? I don't think I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> I rocked a pretty good mullet my freshman year. Matter of fact, Chris Mastin just sent yeah. some uh, archived videotapes over the weekend. He, you know, he had the old camcorder that you had on your shoulder, like the last week of school. And uh, my kids got to see my mm -hmm. awesome mullet from Mount Vernon, so that was exciting. Oh my god. So, all right. Well, anyway, so Joe's best friend, Rick Burke, who I'll have to have on the show and he can tell the story himself, but they go down there for a tournament. He ends up getting on prices right and winning a whole bunch of stuff. So very cool. Uh, so we'll, we'll get Rick on one of these times too, for sure. So uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> It'll be fun. Uh, so, all right. Tell me about uh, your other two kids. Jared is a junior at Otterbein. Um, he loves music, loves playing guitar, loves singing. He's got a little band that they've they've got some songs on Spotify. Um, he he actually he actually could have been a very good baseball player too, but he just didn't have the passion for it. Didn't love it. Actually, didn't like it very much at all. But he but he played through high school and was a decent little baseball player. Um, but he just he loves music. Just a good a good kid, a good hearted kid. Um, my daughter Kendall's a junior in high school. Her passion is volleyball right now. I think that's going to be her passion. I think she'll probably play at some level in college. I'm not sure. I don't know volleyball that well, I'm sure, but she, that's her passion. And and then Erin, Aaron, my wife, is a teacher's assistant at Gehanna. And uh, she's, uh, you know, she's recovering. She had endometrial cancer in the last, probably last 14, about the last 12 months or so have been very tough for her. And she's been amazing. So that's... That's my family in a nutshell right now. Yeah, and Aaron, um, and, and again, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, because Evan actually, so again, this is urban legend, but I know for a fact she tore her one ACL or, or she tore she tore up her knee, one knee, uh, one year, rehabbed, played basketball like yourself, rehabbed, came back the next year, and didn't she tear, was it the other leg or the same leg the next year? This, th I'm, I'm glad you put me on the spot like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> All right, we'll cut this. <laughs> She'll never watch this. It's okay. <laughs> she was a year younger than me, so I was not in college, but I was oh, okay. a, a good husband. I could remember all this story, but but she definitely, yeah, she, my understanding, she, she definitely tore the one, got back and played, and then she heard it, but she was able to kind of, to get around a little bit and play a little bit her senior year, but she was never quite the same, but yeah, so. Yeah, and, and Evan said he thought it was the same one. Because I always thought it was the other one. And I was like, I just I, felt so bad for it. It was, it was the one year we had a rash of ACL tears at Mount Vernon. And the reason why I remember it specifically yeah. was Chris Mastin had also torn his. And he was at Grant and she was there. I remember we ran into her at Grant because she was also just coming out of surgery. That was a terrible year for, for knees, knees at Mount Vernon. Yeah, we had that old... Uh, they called it the tartan surface. I think they called it back then. Um, that was just, it was, it was not, it was fun to jump on, but it was not yeah. good for the old knees. So it yeah. was, it was pretty bad. Luckily they replaced it after that. But. Yeah. Well, v coach Beal calls that the house that I built. So. <laughs> the, <laughs> he, that's what he told there, there Austin. My next question. He told Austin during the recruiting trip that it's the house okay. that his father built. So <laughs> I was sold right there. I'm like, where do we go? <laughs> <laughs> and when they built Ariel, well, I've, heard, I've heard you say, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I, I've heard you mention several times your intramural championships. And I, I, of course, was out of school by time because I know when I was there, you definitely didn't win the basketball. <laughs> so, 
all my buddies, all my buddies won the basketball one. So yeah. So so was that? Did you win it in basketball? I assume. Okay. I did. I won it my senior year. Um, it was you know it was it was a classic story from all by yourself. <laughs> I did all by myself. Played the, played a game all by no <laughs> no. I won it with a bunch of freshmen. I was like uh, I I got the number one recruiting class that year, and I was the you know the, the upperclassman <laughs> kind of solidified the roster and uh no i think i i might have pulled in a few in football or some other random softball or something i don't know but but yeah i, I still still keep the trophy from my senior year <laughs> that's not true <laughs> I, I, there was no trophy yeah <laughs> no no all right so just, what, so just one championship then just well just the one in basketball i had multiple i was like <laughs> oh jackson okay. i had multiple i was a multiple sport athlete <laughs> But, uh, but, you know, the big championship was basketball. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Your turn. Any question? Do you, you have a question? I'm, that's no. it. That's all I had was two. That's it. Okay. All right. I'm done. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So, let me, let's go back to a couple of big moments. And, and thank you, COVID, for this. But, um, and I mean that sarcastically. <laughs> couple of big moments so well first of all take us to the night he was drafted uh, or uh yeah i mean drafted by the mariners how, how, what was that like um the night itself was amazing i'm actually going to go back just a little bit prior to that because um that spring in kentucky you know he you know you you read and hear things about him and it kind of started off in about a month before the draft it was kind of like well he'll get drafted probably between the third and fifth round and thinking that's shoot that's that's awesome that's great and then it kind of kept sneaking up a little bit kept hearing okay maybe maybe second round maybe you know maybe high in the second round and it's like oh my gosh that's of course as a father you're going out looking and see how much how much money (laughs) (laughs) right but uh you're like oh my gosh that's crazy um but then uh it was weird because just the week the week preceding the draft um you know he he had a an advisor at the time call it um and basically, he was he was getting told that that they would go no later than like the twenty. I think the Blue Jays had like two picks. It was like the twenty fifth and twenty eighth or something. But we were told that he would go no later than that. And you're sitting there thinking, how this kid from Gahanna, right. that you know, it's like how did because you know I've been a baseball follower all my life and thinking just to get drafted is an amazing thing. Absolutely. And then to to even be in you know, the top top ten rounds, top five rounds, and you're talking about first round draft pick. It's like you know you see all these ball players. Think that's not that's not possible. Yeah. Um, so finally, the week the week before the draft, we probably had a good good idea that he'd be drafted somewhere late in the first round, and then you know kept kept hearing different stories, like like your Kentucky at Gehanna story. Um, <laughs> we, we heard different things, but didn't know what the truth was. Um, and the nice thing is, we actually um, let's see, my brother in law Evan, my other son Jared, and myself, we went golfing that day because I think he just kind of Evan just kind of wanted to not think about it all day. Not that it's a negative thing to think about, but it's like. You sit there and do nothing. You're gonna, you know, waste the whole day. So we went golfing, and had a good old time. Got back and uh, we had, we kind of had, you know, our house isn't the biggest, so we we tried to invite a few. Some of his Kentucky buddies came up. Some of his Gahanna buddies came over. People that were really, you know, involved with his baseball career, Gahanna, whatever it was. So we had this place packed, and um, I think there was a camera crew from MLB Network and a camera crew from one of the local systems here. Fortunately, my brother-in-law works with, he's a uh, communications, I'm not, he's got a big tie, I'm not sure, vice president, I think, and he's great at communicating with the media, and that's what he, that's what he does for a living, so he, 
basically took care of a lot of that stuff for us, which was awesome because as you can tell from this, I'm not very good at communicating. No, um, he, he worked with all those folks and he went and bought like, uh, you know, cause we didn't know. So he, he went to some place and talked to the guy and said, you know, if I can buy all these hats. So when he gets drafted, he can put on the, the correct hat. Yeah. Uh, cause I didn't, I didn't, wouldn't even follow that. So he, I, I think he ended up getting about eight hats. Um, and so um, finally, we, we had a decent idea um, that he was, that Seattle might take him. Um, and our, our, when the agent called and, and told us what the offer was going to be, you know, he, he said what the whole offer was. And I said, you know, after you mentioned the first number, I, I'm sold. You don't have to go any further for me. That's, that's, that's respect. That's respectable. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just, it was, it was a culmination of a, a long time playing baseball and a lot of practices, a lot of hard work, a lot of travel, a lot of time. But it was just such a great night because everybody that really, not everybody, but, you know, a lot of people that were involved with him going, you know, from being a high school baseball player to a professional were there. And it was just awesome to have him there. And uh, it was just, it was just an amazing night. It's, it's one of those things, I'm old and forgetful, but I will, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Incredible. Yeah, that, I can't imagine. Um, you know, and like you said, there's, it takes a village um, to raise a ball player. Not just, it takes a village to raise your kids, but I feel like nowadays, especially, Definitely. it takes a village to raise a ball player because, especially when you're playing zone instead of man to man, when you got three kids and not two, uh, you know, like you said, you got to be four places and you got, you know, you just can't be there. And so you need those rides or those parents or, or somebody on Game Changer or somebody texting you from the game saying, hey, he's struck out the side or he's getting lit up or whatever it might be um you know it takes that so that what right. a moment to celebrate that and and um so then fast forward um and i promise i won't keep you on much longer <laughs> i promise what i'm fine I'm, oh, all right. keep me as long as you want fast forward for me to covid i mean opening day you can't be there and i know seattle did a really cool thing with with the cutouts that's i saw a picture where um they put the cutouts of your family in there and that that was very that was very very cool on their part but what was that like i mean i know we were texting you know before it started and, and on top of everything else he's got to go against verlander whoever like the <laughs> three of the top pitchers in the mlb it's like welcome to the show kid for your first uh your first game yeah. What was that like? You know, I know you wanted to be there, but uh, how was it to just sit and, and say, that is my son playing Major League Baseball right now on opening day? It's it's really odd because honestly, I'm not sure if it is, has even settled in, set in yet because, you know, a lot of people ask me that question and I'm just like, oh, you know, I've, I've just watched him play baseball for so long. It just seems normal. And I know it's not normal. It's not, you know, it's not real typical. But it's just kind of, you know, watched him a lot on games at Kentucky, watched him in minor leagues on, T, you know, MILB app. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of seemed like that. It's weird to say it, but it just like that seemed like that was his progression. And Seattle, they I mean, honestly, sometimes you don't know why, you know, it's like, you know, he may have a bad, he's having a tough year hitting this year. Like uh, in the minors, he'd have, he'd have some times where he'd struggle, but they stick with him and they just, they, they love him for whatever reason. Um, so they've been great to him, uh, but it's just been, it has been it's been weird because it's like It just seems normal. It seems like that's where he belongs. That's where he should be the pin pandemic um, it I don't know it, it's I felt worse the fact that he wasn't maybe gonna get a chance to play this year Because um, you know, he'd been you know, 
obviously he's he's ahead of where he probably should be, but he, you know, he just want to get out there and play. And I was really, you know, obviously a lot of people have a lot worse for other issues and different issues. And, you know, obviously, you know, health issues are much more important than this. Sure. But for him to get a chance to play was more important than me, than, than us going out there and seeing him. Obviously we'd love to go out and see him play and see his game. And hopefully we can do that, you know, hopefully next year. Um, but it really wasn't, you know, we missed it and everything, but honestly, just the chance he's playing baseball was was good enough for me. I mean, I didn't. It really wasn't that big of a deal for me. Yeah. But it's going to be awesome when we, when we're able to go out there again. It's going to be fun because we went out there when we drafted. They sent us out there, and they introduced him as a number one pick. And just being at the stadium and being out in Seattle, it's just it was just it was they treated us so nicely. It was just amazing. Yeah. I'm not sure I even answered your question, but I, I rambled. No, absolutely. Uh, that's exactly what I was was wondering. And then you'll. You know, hopefully be able to see him at uh, Progressive Field, you know, and, and uh, you know, when he comes to Ohio, you'll be able to, it's a much shorter trip <laughs> than Seattle, but uh, but I'm yeah. sure you guys will will, uh, will make that journey. That I, I just can't imagine. And like you said, I think sometimes we we just, I think especially for, for dads that are at all the games, and moms too, that are all at all the games, you just kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and, and you probably do this, I would think, Watching his games, you know, you said he's a rookie. I mean, and again, his first weekend, he had to face three of the best pitchers in the major league. So he, this, I don't, I, I can't imagine there's a lot of people that are expecting him to be hitting 400. You know, he's 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 going through what rookies go through. But I know he's had some great moments too. And and you can tell social media wise, they love him. And because I see a lot of him, you know, they feature him a lot. And that's why wouldn't you? He's a great kid, and that's a kid you want to be the face of your franchise. But. Um, when you watch the game, are you are you still able to pick up like I know when I watch Austin pitch, if I see something, I I've watched him enough that I can I don't I'm not that guy that runs over the dugout and tells the coach to tell him to tell you know uh, that kind of thing. But you know maybe after yeah. the game, you know you're breaking it down or you're talking about it or you know maybe he asks you you know Dad, are you seeing anything or, or do you guys like have you can you see or you're almost like his own hitting coach. Well, honestly, I I feel like I know enough baseball to be to be good to about eighth or ninth grade. Yeah, and that's kind of my limit. It's like you know, but 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 even your son, you see him enough to know. Okay, there's certain things that maybe maybe you know you can mention it to him. But honestly, it's funny because we hardly ever talk about baseball. It's almost just what you're doing at home, how's work going. It's like, and I never I never bring up baseball if he brings it up first. If he he's only asked like twice, do you see anything? Hmm. I think I mentioned two little things, and he and as soon as I said him, he's like, yeah, I, I've been working on that. It's like, I mean, it's like I I know his swing, I know his you know his body movements, his different things, so that I can help with if he asks. But honestly, I never bring up baseball unless he brings it up first because he's at a level that I I can't comprehend. And I he, there are days it's about not being able to hit, and I said, well, I can I can hit a kid maybe that throws about eighty with no <laughs> movement. Yeah, and he's facing guys, you know. You know, 90, 95 with great movement, so it's it's a totally different game. So you know, you can you can do everything just about right, but they throw the perfect pitch, and it's just you're out of luck. So, but uh, yeah, he we we hardly ever talk about baseball. It's it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people think that we sit and talk a lot about baseball, but we really we really don't talk much about it at all. He just wants to hear. I think he, it's just a nice break, just away from baseball, just to hear what's going on with the family and what's going on with the house and what we're doing and. Yeah. So that's kind of the way I treat it. Unless he asks first, I'm not going to mention it. That's great. I mean, I, and, I'm, and I'm always afraid, honestly, I'm always afraid of messing them up, too. That's it's right. like if I say something that I, I think I see this, I know everything. And yeah. then he goes, you know, oh, for 10 next. It's like, oh, thanks, Dad. 
<laughs> that helped a lot. My bad. <laughs> well, that, that's great. Yeah, exactly. luckily, I, I don't know a thing about pitching, so I'm not much help to Austin at all. I mean, you know, I, I can just tell and sense things watching him, but I, I, I'm zero help. So uh, that's probably a good yeah, thing. Yeah, but, you, but you've seen him enough to know that if there's something that's – yeah, but you see him enough if there's something totally out of kilter, you know, He's he's opened up too early or whatever it is, you know. You you know enough to, to see that and say something to him. So that's that's always nice. Yeah. Well, Joe, I, I um I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about Evan. I know there's a this this is gonna be really, really popular on the Facebook side, I think, because we got a lot of friends that you know, Mount Vernon's not very big and, and it's a small community, but it's a community that all still follow and care about each other and uh, I know a lot of people were very excited for you, your family. You, you know, you and Aaron are are just two incredible people, and uh, we all have great memories of the two of you. And so we we almost, like I said, feel like he's one of our adopted sons. You know, and I, I know there's a lot of people cheering for Evan, and and uh, I know I don't know him very well, but uh, we're really proud of him. Um, it sounds weird, but I'm proud of you and the son that you raised. He's a he's an amazing kid, and and I don't know your other two kids, but I can't imagine they're any different. Um, and uh, I, it's an honor to call you friend, man. And, and I I could just go on and on and ramble on and on about uh, you know, like I've said now twice, just just how much it meant to me that you cared about my kid. And uh, I know there's a lot of people who find all this very very interesting, and and uh, hopefully we got a lot of Evan White fans for anybody that hears this. I appreciate you asking because I, I, uh, watching your podcast and the, the people you have on have a passion and they're amazing people. And after watching those, I was like, why is Aaron asking me? And then, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? If, you know, maybe there's something, maybe there's something out there that somebody can listen to. You know, if it's a, a young dad or a kid that loves baseball and they just, you know, as a dad, you know, don't put too much pressure on your kid. Don't worry about. You know, don't worry about the baseball scholarship. Just, just have fun, enjoy it, play, play hard, be a great teammate. That's the only thing I really told my kid, told Evan and Jared both was, be a great teammate and, and play hard. You know, that's I, you know, you're gonna make mistakes, you're gonna have bad days, but be a good teammate's the main thing. That's why the main thing about Evan I like is watching his teammates. When he, he's been struggling a lot this year, but when he does something good, they are just you can tell they're not they're very excited for him personally. I think they, I mean, they like him. They generally like him, which to me makes me feel so good. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, and it's easy to know. And thank why you for asking me. I really appreciate it. Oh, no. And, and, uh, and for the crowd that, that, that uh, I know that this is one of the more uncomfortable things that, that you had to do. And, uh, and I appreciate you stepping outside your comfort zone to come on. And, and uh, that humility that you have is, is again, something that you can't teach. Um, and I know that Evan, and I'm sure your other children got that from you and Aaron. Uh, and that's going to take him a very, very long way, regardless of, you know, if he hits 400 or 150 or wherever he may, you know, land, um, that's going to go a long way and you see it on the field. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone and being on. All right. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate it. All right, man. We will talk. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, Evan. All right. Bye.